0: Do you think that when I give you a task, do I step on your toes a lot? Or do you really feel like you get to be carte blanche pretty much? I'm not sure what carte blanche means. <laughs> <laughs> I so love this interview. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace, Haza and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to today's podcast. I have a really special guest on today and it's a friend of mine, Curtis Silverwood, and I've known him for quite a few years. We'll have to determine that as we connect, how many years it's actually been. We're doing this special series on how to hire your team. And I have a team called Team Woo, and Curtis is an integral part of our team. So I'm going to talk a little bit about when you know when to hire those next people in your team and how to utilize them the best and how to notice their skill set. So welcome, Curtis, today to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Candy. (laughs) It's exciting to be on your show and being interviewed by you, but it's kind of nerve wracking too.
0: (laughs) So how many hours do you think that you've listened to my podcast? Because by the way, he does all the edits and we'll go over that. I just want you to get to know Curtis first. How many hours do you think you've had in edit?
1: In edit since I started to edit your podcast? usually it takes about an hour to two hours to edit an episode, depending on the conversation going on and how many ums or uhs or whatever get thrown into sentences.
0: (laughs) Curtis just said to me, I'm going to hit mute in between because I don't want to hear my cat meowing and I'll have to edit it in the background. (laughs) 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 Meow away kitten.
1: but I would say that I've definitely spent maybe at least 10 to 20 hours so far because I probably have started editing your podcast about 10 or 15 episodes ago, I guess.
0: Curtis is so talented. So I want to showcase his talent before we talk about what role he specifically does, but it's just ironical that he's on a podcast that he's also going to be listening to and editing. (laughs) How do you feel about your voice when you listen to it? Are you happy with it?
1: Um. you know, I have a web show that's like an educational series. And when I get comments on those videos on YouTube, a lot of them are negative about my voice. So I am a little weird about how I sound, but at the same time, I don't really care too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always think that you have absolutely fine voice. Curtis and I started at Millersville University. I was an assistant director of the Center for Student Involvement and Leadership, which means I was super overworked and well underpaid. And I was very grateful, though, that the university did give me some assistance. And I was in charge of 16 peer mentors, in addition to a whole bunch of other things. And Curtis was a peer mentor. And so let's talk about your role as a peer mentor and how that all started.
1: Okay. So when I was a freshman, I originally had set out to be an RA but then after not getting that job as an RA I was like well I want my own room I plan on living in the dorms oh there's this thing called peer mentor (laughs) so then I applied for the peer mentor job and then that's when I met you because you were in charge of the peer mentors and I remember my interview I was like She is so goofy. (laughs) I didn't know if I could take you serious or not at first. And then I was kind of proven right that sometimes I was like, she is really goofy during training after I was hired. Remember the exercise we did with the pendulum?
0: You mean I was doing my woo woo stuff back? With yes, the peer you were
1: doing that stuff during peer mentor training. We were doing the pendulum exercise. You were trying to get us all to kind of meditate and focus. And I was like, "What is this?" I could not keep serious, so I started cracking up laughing in the middle of the pendulum exercise. And you were so into it; you were just channeling. And you got so frustrated with me because I just started cracking up laughing and. I had to literally step out because I was like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I can't do this. I'm just such an anxious person. So I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> but when I met you, like, I was just like, oh, well, she, she's free spirited. That's for sure. But <laughs> you definitely make working fun. So that's what I love most about working with you when I was a peer mentor. And then when the peer mentor program started going to shit <laughs> um, <laughs> just because of what was happening on an administrative level not anything that you did of course but or, the or you? yeah the administrative level then when I became your assistant that's when it got more personal where we started doing a lot more things and it was really fun to do so we had multiple events that we set up we had that author Harlan Cohen come to what the What was school. that
0: called? What was, I'm looking at the, for the book right now, the naked <sighs> truth or what was it called?
1: It was the naked roommate.
0: Harlan Cohen. He, he was an author and he helped people to get in touch with their roommates, like to be able to communicate. And he made it super funny and his roommate came in naked one time. And so he He wrote a guitar song about it and he sings it at events just to show the irony of like living in close communities with resident students. So speaking of living in close communities with resident students, do you remember what we did to help promote the freshman year experience with the trainings? How many years ago was this?
1: Well, I was a freshman 2011, so the fall of 2012 is when I started as a peer mentor I'm really bad at simple math, but was 21 minus 12?
0: <laughs> no, I'm doing it. Nine. My, my nine. shoes are off. So we're good. So <laughs> nine years, I've known you.
1: It wasn't until my junior year where I started, I was a peer mentor still, but I also became your assistant in the Cecil office. So that's about eight years from mm-hmm. then. What do you mean by what? we did to promote the freshman experience, like the events
0: we did. So both things. So the first thing was the peer mentor position was really, really difficult to understand for people because everybody knows what an RA is. An RA is on your floor. You go to them when you need things, but what was a peer mentor? Nobody knew what it was. So when I had 16 students and they all had to have like a super high GPA, They were all really smart students. And so one of the things that we were in charge of was the freshman year experience and the freshman year responsibility of like retention. So I wanted to make sure that we supported that as peer mentors. So peer mentors were more about the education of a student than the nurturing of, hey, you know, there's a roommate issue or whatever nobody knew what this was. Now, remember this was 10 years ago. People weren't using videos and edits and Mr. Weatherman, Curtis, he was doing these video edits. And I thought, Ooh, how cool to incorporate that. So nobody knew what the peer mentors were. And I came up with an idea, but then Curtis completely ran with it. And by the way, do you think that that was something that I was looking for in my business somebody to be my video hands because I don't have the skill set but I know what I want in my head and Curtis is probably the highest and best person to get things out from my head to reality so let's talk about the all-state commercial
1: <laughs> when you were starting to talk about how people didn't know what a peer mentor was then I was like oh the all-state commercials yes that's right the parody videos that we made <laughs> yeah but I just also wanted to clarify. She called me Mr. Weatherman, but that's only because my major in undergrad was meteorology and communication. So I do have a degree as a meteorologist. So that's why she was calling me that. But anyway.
0: Well, and also I wanted to promote, tell him about the weather thing and then we'll go into. Okay.
1: Okay. So after college, I was looking for jobs, uh, wasn't finding jobs. But then I started an educational web series called Mr. Weather's World. It was kind of like um, a spinoff of a video series that I did in undergrad for the meteorology department. I was Mr. Weather and I did experiments for MU Weather Watch. So I started to create my own educational web series after I graduated I started that in 2016, but in 2018 is when I kind of revamped it and changed everything to be focused on just educational content. And now I'm back in school to become certified to teach earth sciences. So now I'm on my way to be a secondary earth science teacher, but Mr. Weathers world kind of inspired me to go back into that route of teaching because it's always been in the back of my head that I wanted to be a teacher. And it wasn't until after hating my job for like three years that I was like, yeah, I'm going to go into teaching, but that doesn't mean that I didn't like what I was doing with my other job, which was a video editor for a company. And I was working there doing spokesperson videos, explainer videos, animated explainer videos, things like that. And then there wasn't any growth potential. I wasn't learning much, many new things. So Outside of that job is where I started to explore with Mr. world to learn new things and develop my video editing skills, my graphic skills, things like that. I did graduate with a communications degree which with focus in broadcasting. So a lot of those skills I use in that job were complementary to that degree, I guess, mm-hmm. but I never really used my meteorology degree. So that's why I made the web series too, because I wanted to make sure I was Using my meteorology.
0: <laughs> so, some days Curtis would come into my office and he would show me these amazing videos that he created with these experiments. And it got me to thinking how can we incorporate his amazing literal skill set? Because remember again, there wasn't these photo edit shots, things that we have nowadays, like the Apple stuff. I mean, I, that was, that's all pretty new. And he's been doing it that long. So anyways, we came up with an idea since nobody knew what a peer mentor was. One of my responsibilities was recruiting new members and I was losing a lot of my 16 member team. So we had this wonderful young man who had this wonderful voice. He sounded literally just like the Allstate commercial guy. And so what we did was
1: I was talking to Candy and she wanted to make a video. She wanted to get people to know about Peer mentors. And Ola had that voice. And we were like, okay, so we're gonna do it. So we wrote a script, then we filmed it. I used the equipment from the communication department, set up the lighting, everything like that. Then I edited the videos, which they're still on my my one YouTube account. So maybe I should add them into the description of the podcast so people can yeah. Watch, yeah, watch these let's videos. Watch it. <laughs> It was a parody of the, that's where Allstate stands. Are you in good hands? So is that's where peer mentors stand. You're in good hands or something like that.
0: Yeah. And
1: and then I recreated the Allstate logo animation with the peer mentor logo instead, and then put it all together. And those videos we shared, like, I think even Millersville's university page might have shared it. I'm not oh, yeah. sure but it I went knew, everywhere. It was viral. the communication department released it on their blog. I thought that was really cool because a lot of people would always ask me whenever I said I was a peer mentor, what's a peer mentor? And I was like, uh oh. but then when we did those videos, it, it started becoming more known what the peer mentors did on campus.
0: <laughs> well yeah, as a matter of fact, that year when we recruited, we set up a little it was an Apple computer. It was an iPad. I think that the university had given me an iPad. And so when we were recruiting, all the tables were recruiting all the organizations. There were 262 organizations that had tables. So we were in big competition and we had 48 applications the year that we initialized the Allstate video that you're in good hands with peer mentors. Because now they know what pure mentors did. So that's kind of how our relationship started is I have these ideas that happen in my head that it's a scary place in there. And then Curtis actually goes in and somehow, and this it's always been a miracle to me, he creates what I want with very little instructions. Curtis, do you think that we use intuition with each other?
1: Oh, definitely. Because
0: you are organized but
1: not organized with like the technology side of things oh yeah so and you have a lot of great ideas but you have trouble just verbalizing it or like writing it out so then when I was working as your assistant we sit in your office for at least the first hour I was there with you just like throwing all these ideas at me and me just processing it and like okay trying to organize it, writing down bullet lists of like what to do for that meeting basically and or what you want to do in the future with your ideas and then just kind of compiling it, focusing it and then be like, so you want to do this and sharing my ideas on top of your ideas to kind of focus in on them, refine them and then develop them. So I, I think using our intuition is definitely part of that conversation when we get together and spitting off ideas and figuring out what you want to do with something?
0: So Curtis, as you can see, Curtis and I really had a really great working relationship. I have tons of ideas. They're absolutely endless. And, you know, I keep myself up at night literally downloading these ideas and my poor team makes them to come to fruition But I shouldn't say my poor team because honestly, it's so exciting to see a living thought in your brain come into complete, like into this world. And so here's what ended up happening. So Curtis and I had this really great relationship. Of course, you know, I moved on, I retired from the university, he graduated, he did his thing. And then one day it happened. My business started, but it felt slow. So I took my son into Millersville university for an orientation and Josh was there. He was an RA, the, the Disney world guy. And he was now promoted to like the head admissions officer. So he was welcoming us. And when I was sitting there, I started to cry and my husband said to me, boy, it must be hard to come back here. And I thought to myself, it was a little bit, but what I was crying about was my new business and how much it was sucking because I was working seven days a week. I didn't know how to organize my schedule, let alone myself, my time. I didn't know how to write letters well. I have a learning challenge. And so what I was sitting there doing is I start thinking about all the support and the talent that was around me and what I can do when I have this beautiful talent around me. And that's what I was crying about, but I couldn't say that to him. So ergo in that moment, I came home and I started to try to recruit Curtis and he did a couple things for me, but of course he was still in this job and everything like that. Moving forward, we bring him into team. Woo. So how did I know when to hire Curtis? That's what I want to talk about now So what was happening on my team was Angela was my primary everything she would write for me she would listen to those horrible creative ideas that, that' that Curtis was just saying and then she was the one that was organizing them in addition she's my customer liaison she does all my bookings for my clients she supports them she sends letters to them but here's what happened Angela was, getting, I think overwhelmed. And I know she was overworked and my business was starting to get fuller and I start having more ideas. And I thought, man, what I could do with the Curtis. And so finally, after courting him multiple times to be part of team woo, he finally said yes. So now I want to talk about what you've done since you've been on the team.
1: Yeah. And I just like to say first, when I, would do your projects when you would reach out to me just randomly like throughout those couple years where I was working at the other job I was like this is so much of like a relief and it was like a creative outlet because it was something completely different it let me just play around explore I know you like to play
0: (laughs) I love to play (laughs) that's my like middle name
1: (laughs) so it let me kind of just explore different things kind of mess around with a whole different type of company too, because the videos that I was doing, a lot of them were like accountants and just like kind of boring videos. Like they're, they're dry.
0: You <laughs> I'm mean not they saying didn't, they didn't teach you to use a pendulum and meditate. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that an accounting company is boring, but it just became monotonous doing the same type of videos all the time. So it was really fun to do videos for you, meditations for you, just random things that you would just be like, Hey, Curtis, do you think you have time for this? I was like, sure. But it wasn't until what this past summer, it was the end of the summer where you were like, Hey, I have this summit coming up and there's going to be, was it 10 guests?
0: Well, it was 10
1: (laughs) So I hired
0: you for 10 and then we added six more people. So you only had to do 16 video edits. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So that's when, I started working for you like pretty much like all the time (laughs) because the summit videos kind of just started off. You were like, okay, so after the summit, I think I want to start using you more, but I'm using this other, this other company right now for my visual needs, but you weren't happy with them. And then you started giving me a little bit more each month after that, you were like, okay, so after I finished the summit videos, you're like, oh, well, I have a meditation and I'll probably have like a one meditation a month. So blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I start editing your meditations. And then after that, you were like, okay, well, I would really like if you did my podcast too. And I want to do my podcast more often. I want to make sure it's weekly or at least bi-weekly or at least once a month just to make sure that an episode's going out. So then it started just building up with that. And then after you had the summit, after I started doing your podcast and your meditations, you started to develop your Totally Woo program, the Totally Woo portal. Next level program kind of went into the totally woo and became totally woo. <laughs> yeah, um, those videos just kind of led into even more work with you, and now I feel like I'm always working with you, which is great because I love working with you.
0: Oh, so. I do too. I, just, I, I, <laughs> I, I want to. right? He likes working with me. <laughs> thank God. I'm going to ask you the difficulties of working with me too, because <laughs> I like to, like, I really like to be transparent because my ultimate objective here is to help other people to formulate a business, to see their faults and their weaknesses, which I know I have tons of them. That is my greatest gift is I have tons of weaknesses. So I stay in my own lane and I have tons of gifts. And t- in my zone of genius, I say, stay super vigilant in my zone of genius, which is creative work, which is intuitive work. Do you think that when I give you a task, do I step on your toes a lot? Or do you really feel like you get to be carte blanche pretty much? I'm not sure what carte blanche means. <laughs> <laughs> I so love this interview. So carte blanche is just like, I'm leaving it all to you. Like I'm not, oh. I don't like hang over your shoulder like i give you some oh, no yeah you give me parameters
1: you kind of set the tone or direction that you want me to head in and then i kind of just go from there i think over the past couple months now that we do like weekly team meetings and stuff and i'm part of those meetings now i think i've gotten to know your brand better than i did before because before like when i would do stuff i'd be like okay I don't have really these logo files. I don't know what colors to use. I'll just use colors based off the logo or something I think looks pretty. But now it's, I think we've developed a style overall besides just doing your podcast stuff like and managing now that uploading of the episodes. Now we're creating the social media graphics and just trying to make sure everything looks consistent, the same fonts, the same colors, and just making sure that your brand is established to look good And I think from the beginning of the summer of last year to now, now everything is starting to look uniform. And now your website is kind of the next thing to tackle. let try to start (laughs) including some new, new things that we started to use in your graphics and your PowerPoints and your zoom video, your Wednesday videos, things like that. You definitely don't hover. You give direction. I take, the direction you give me sometimes it's not enough information and I'm like "Uh, where do I go that's when I like texting you and I feel like I've said you so many texts at once I'm like oh my god I'm, I'm overloading her I know she can't handle all this overload but she'll get back to me when she gets back to me and then it'll give me a little bit more clarification because how I process is like okay I can be creative but I need enough information to be creative. You're just like always creative and have so many ideas. So that's why I need a little bit more of a push sometimes to get into the right creative mode.
0: (laughs) So what happens next? You send me text messages. How do I do getting back to you? And how does that help you? Like, talk to me what that looks like for you.
1: Sometimes when I text you, it's mostly me just working things out in my head because after I see it written out and send in a text, I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't really need to send her a text about that. I just needed to see you say, yes, looks good. Okay. (laughs) Or something like that. But sometimes like when I need more information, I feel like I kind of explain like, so how would you feel if we did this blah, 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 blah. And then you give me your feedback and I'm like, okay, cool. And if you're not loving that idea then it's like, okay, I can put this on the back burner move forward later on. Recently, we updated your intuitive business Facebook group photo. And before I mentioned it in our meeting, I sent you a photo and said, what do you think of this? And what if we changed the name of that group to just intuitive business group? You were like, oh, I don't think we should change the name because it's, it's everywhere, basically. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But what about this graphic? And you're like, let's just hold off on it. Like I put it on the back burner and brought it back up in the meeting. Then with like Angela's input and stuff, then we were able to kind of narrow it down and like, okay, yes, totally. Let's update the photo. Keep the name the same. We're good type of thing. <laughs>
0: Yep. Curtis and I work very symbiotic and very yin yang energy. So I'm super grateful for that. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm actually thinking about the relationship even more deeply. Curtis, I forgot that you actually created, I paid you to do this separately while I was working at the university, but he actually created my first website on Wix, W-I-X. Yeah. It's- it was a fr- I actually used that until Simon did my website and what my coach had said. I still, to this day, I use Visita as my scheduler. I really do like that. Curtis knows my style. He knows that like with schedulers and stuff like that, they need to be very user-friendly. There was a space to keep client notes. So he set me up with that before I had this business. So it's really interesting looking back over our relationship that the birth of my business was birthed before I knew I was going to do it.
1: Yeah. I have goosebumps, but um Me too. <laughs> I feel your energy very strongly. I get goosebumps when I know that you're getting like emotional, but
0: um uh, I am um, emotional.
1: Yeah. When we created that first website, you were calling your business Candy Soul Readings, and it was a whole different focus. It wasn't really focused on the business side of things.
0: Right. You're absolutely right. What I thought I was gonna be was a relationship coach. And I thought I was gonna help people to get their own certainty of their own identity and then bring that into a new relationship. That's what I thought was going to happen with my business. And I think that this is such a good moment in the podcast because how many of you right now have had to actually pivot your businesses? Here's a strategy. If you're in between your business right now, pay attention to what comes your way. For example, I just did a podcast with Bryna. And as some of you know, one of the things she said is she was extremely resistant in the Akashic records to going back to book writing. And when her guides told her to go back to book writing, in one week, she had five offers. In six weeks, she had $300,000 worth of paid clients. In six weeks and she was resistant. But guess what showed up for my business was business owners because number one, they needed quick decisions to be made. They needed aligned decisions to be made. And they were somebody that was going to be willing to pay for that for their business because they had something to lose. And so my business was born. <laughs> I didn't even realize even before I made a decision to fully yeah. step into my business.
1: I think it's awesome that I was there with you in the beginning with that. And then I went my own direction with things after graduation, after you retired from Millersville. And then we still were always in contact. We weren't in contact as much as we are now, obviously, but we were still in contact a lot of the times because you had like even side projects to do that weren't really related to your business over the past couple of years. I guess it's been about six or seven years since you've retired from millersville
0: yeah it's fine i think it's at least five yeah i have to do the math because i'm
1: so bad with the simple math but it was definitely like 2015 or 16. by the way
0: i didn't hire curtis to do math that's Mary Beth. but that's another subject you
1: you would think that i'd be good at math because i
0: was a meteorology major i had to take like
1: all the maths but simple math I can't do. I <laughs> I have a calculator when I'm editing all the time because like I want to make sure the positions of things are right on the screen and everything's in the right proportion. So like I have rulers and things that I use to make sure everything's in the right spot. And I have to use my calculator all the time to divide the screen up. So like if it's an HT video, it's 1920 by 1080 and then 1920 wide. So that's 1920 pixels. So I'm like, well, I wanted it to be on the first third, the second, the, and the second third. And I'm like 1920 divided by three. And then did all this math and drawing my rulers. You think I would know the numbers by now, but I don't because <laughs> I can't do that math in my head or remember. <laughs> those, those I'm numbers. laughing
0: at, at, not at you, but I'm laughing with you because Not only do I not understand what he said with (laughs) numbers and editing, uh, but some of the people out there that are editing gurus, you probably start wagging your tail. That just completely, I don't know what he just said. So I'm just saying, I hope that you're enjoying the editing (laughs) (laughs) people.
1: My approach to editing, you would consider me a very organized person and technical, I guess. So I probably don't come across very creative, I probably come across more like a bookworm type of person, not someone that would be able to do the creative side of things. So like when I'm editing, I think my approach is like very mechanical and technical and everything's very organized, my naming structure, all that stuff. So I think it's a little bit different than maybe some other creatives because mm-hmm. I've opened projects before that were previously done by a different editor. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, so messy. And then when I open it and then I get to it, then I have to rename and restructure everything before I can even start to work on it. And that's how I am too with the back end of things with your business. I, the other day, I was like, Candy, I need to redo your Google Drive. It is a mess. I can't find anything and I hate it.
0: <laughs> what did I say? Like, have at it. Go yeah,
1: take for a it. stab at it or whatever. You said some other stuff that was goofy, but I. <laughs> but you basically just gave me permission to go at it i still need to get to that but i will soon
0: (laughs) what i absolutely this is going to sound really weird but what one of the things i love about curtis is that he's so anal retentive like he just really is tight with everything and i'm completely opposite so when you're hiring somebody for your team hire them for something that you know that you can't do, number one. And number two, that you enjoy that part of their personality that's going to support your business. Because my mother had really serious OCD issues. I didn't even, for I think 45 years, I never even said that, but all my clothes were in baggies.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Like I had (laughs) my uncle owned a clothing store. So when my mom would wash my clothes, she would organize like my shorts and my shirts and she put them together and she put them in these sleeves. So everything was in baggies. So Curtis kind of puts my business in a baggie and it gives me some sort of weird sense of comfort. Um, Like I don't have to think about my business so hard. And the other thing that's really super exciting as a business owner, when you look through your business and somebody cleaned it up, it's like, you know, like it's like one of those miracle moments. And um, I also wanted to give Curtis another compliment. There was a gentleman that was on my podcast, Simon Lavelle, and he is very great business owner, very well known, very well educated, very technological. When Simon looks at your business, if he sees a nuance and if you change it, it's going to bring a next level of success. And when he came onto my podcast, I always do a, like a five minute pre-interview. I don't want to hear answers to the questions, but I'll give the client questions just to make sure that they're, or the interviewee to make sure that they're okay, that they feel comfortable. And he was looking at all kinds of things. Like I could see him going through my website and a couple things. Cause I was watching his eyes and he goes, I'm going through all your stuff. And it really looks great. Like everything's been updated. So he noticed it. And when he noticed it, it was a direct reflection on bringing Curtis into the business. And when a high performing, very well known, very well educated, makes a heck of a lot of money type of guy, looks at your business and gives you the thumbs up. There's nothing better than knowing that you got it together. You got your shit together in business. Curtis got me together. It's not an easy task.
1: Wow. That's really cool to hear about Simon because I didn't know that. So yeah. and just listening to the podcast, like I know his background from what you guys were talking about. So I'm like, oh wow, like that's pretty cool. So yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> so
0: Simon, if you're listening to this, you can't have Curtis. <laughs> but you actually can. We'll talk about that later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I have definitely stepped out of my comfort zone though with you a lot because I used to only do some video editing for you or some audio editing but now I'm doing a lot more like I've started to create landing pages for you designing more visual graphics for a bunch of different things like either social media or if you're going to use it on a landing page stuff like that that used to not be like my expertise or like I'm definitely like a jack-of-all-trades master of none type of person I think because i definitely have a lot of experience with a lot of different things i don't think i've focused enough on certain things besides like editing i feel like that's kind of like my expertise but outside of that maybe not so much but with working with you i've started to grow a lot more in those different areas so like with the landing pages and even the podcast editing like that's comfortable to me but the uploading to the podcast website That was not the right words, I don't think. But anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: Whatever that that place. Uploading (laughs) it and
1: having it distributed to different networks and podcast networks and things like that. It's really nice. And I'm really thankful for that opportunity that you've given me to grow in those areas. Because before I've had a little taste of editing a landing page and doing stuff like that. But I was like, oh, this is not for me. It's just too much. But now it's like, I'm getting way more comfortable with those tasks. It's fun to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and just keep things fresh because I, I definitely feel like I have ADHD. I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but it's always nice to have like new fresh things. That's why I like working with you a lot too, because you always have something new and fresh ready for me.
0: (laughs) I do. It's part of one of my challenges. Uh, You know, I, I'm very creative so i'm always creating something new so i wanted to go into a little another little thing now curtis i didn't ask this question before the interview so i would like you to speak uh if, if you feel comfortable this is the intuitive business podcast as well as Team Wu. And we've talked about Team Wu. One of the things I want to talk about a little bit is when you joined the team, I remember asking you about your intuition. And honestly, you kind of poo-pooed it and laughed a little bit about it and kind of, you know, kind of like the pendulum thing. It really wasn't his thing. But as you've been listening to my podcast, as you've been working with me, you had a memory that when you were little, that you did have and did use intuition would you mind sharing with the audience what it was like for you when you were little and that you you what was it that you said oh,
1: when i was in seventh grade yeah okay well before seventh grade too when i was in seventh grade like i would always have dreams of what would happen the next day Is that what you're talking about when I was talking about that? Mm -hmm. So when I would have dreams about what would come in the next day, basically. And whenever I would have an exam or anything, I would dream the entire exam the night before. And then when I stepped into the classroom and I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, I know all the answers. And I'd always get really good grades. Seventh grade is probably the, the year I had the best grades ever, because I don't know what that was but I just kept on having those dreams whenever I'd have an exam whether it's because I studied a heck of a lot and I just knew the information and then it was just in my dream and it kind of just pieced all that information together and formulated it or something in a whole different realm that I just don't fully understand which I think is what you're suggesting which I agree it could definitely be that I don't know exactly how you would word that
0: well precognition
1: yeah and like I would have dreams before seventh grade I'd also have similar type of dreams of just things that would happen the next day and then I would always say oh it was just deja vu but it just it just didn't seem like just deja vu it felt like someone's going to do that in like two seconds and I would know Mm yeah yeah
0: So guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, I, I really, I do promote a lot of women's things. However, guys, if you're listening, this probably was you when you were little, how I know that and why I wanted Curtis to say something about it is number one, it was something he felt he didn't use. And then he had an insight recently about something that happened in the past. Do you think that there was a moment in time that something shut your intuition off?
1: You know, my dating history, but (laughs) my one ex that you were close with, he was very into like the spiritual stuff way beyond my head. Like I was like, oh my God, this is just too much for me. And I think after him, I stopped tapping into kind of like the spiritual side that I had or like thinking of maybe ghosts or spirits or anything in that realm. Because I was like, I'm just closing that all off. And I, th- I think I kind of just shut it all out because like, it's just too much. I rather just not believe it exists. And ever since then, I don't feel like I've been able to sense those type of things or like presences or things like that. But before that, I definitely feel like I could sense whether like a house I was in or a place just had bad energy or not even a spirit, but just bad energy, good energy, things like that, or feeling really comfortable where I was like the summit, I think everyone should just go back and listen to those podcast episodes with the summit because they were all really great interviews. Even if you're not a business owner, if you're listening to this podcast, just because you're, you just want to listen to it and you're not a business owner. A lot of that stuff still applies to your personal life because like Carolyn, Carolyn's episode of the summit, she talked about like, like kind of praising money, talking about money in a a positive light. And I didn't grow up in a, a wealthy family or anything, and I feel like I was so bad with handling money, managing money. But now, like in my personal life, I'm like, well, if I spend this twenty dollars, I'm gonna end up getting forty dollars. <laughs> so somehow, and, and I tell Josh this, my fiance, I tell Josh this, and he's like, "You're dumb." Like, no, and he, he just writes it all. But I'm like, no, I'm going, I believe in this because I want that forty dollars somehow. <laughs> Like I've started to apply all this stuff that I've personally felt connected with based off of people's interviews they've had with you. I'm opening back up to that intuitive side that I've always had, but never really tapped into.
0: (laughs) So I want to tell the gentlemen that are listening, because Curtis, this is really brave of you to share, because this isn't his thing. You know, video editing is more his thing, but now he's starting to open up. And I hope that through the course of this podcast, for other people that are listening, it helps as well. But when guys have intuition, they're usually precognizant, which means they see things A day or so in advance. So if you're listening to this, and you're a gentleman, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, I just remembered that I too could see things before they happened in my dream state, please uh, send us a little message on under the video or the audio of the podcast or send me an email because I'd like to hear more about that. I also want to tell you something that happened to me because when Curtis texted me this, I just had a huge download about, oh my gosh, this is how guys work a little bit more than women that they can see the whole thing, the whole fluid day in one encapsulated thought in like one bubble. And then it'll like pop back up to them. So my son and I, we were at Disney World and we were, there was a Lake Buena Vista. I think they changed the name of it, but there's like a Coke company there and the polar, you know, the polar company and there's the Coke plant. Well, anyways, at one point in the evening, they have this show up in the air and I still don't know how they did it but it looks like stars are moving, you know, like everything's moving around and my son is behind me and I'd never seen this before, nor had he to my knowledge. And he whispers in my ear. That's what I saw in my dream last night. And I said, what? And he goes, that's what I saw in my dream last night. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, all of this, I saw it the night before and he was so dead serious and there was nobody around. So he wasn't like showboating anybody. Like he literally whispered in my ear that, and it, like I had goosebumps all over. And all of a sudden in that moment, I remembered being a little girl about six years old and I'd have to do the math, but it was when the Godfather came out. So whatever that first episode of the Godfather came into the movie theaters, my mom and dad never left me anywhere but they left me with my aunt Carol and she was going to play bingo. And then I spent the night at our house. Now I'm a 60 year old woman. I'm remembering a six-year-old's dream. I could remember that I dreamt the whole day before. I didn't know I was going to my aunt Carol's. I didn't know that the Godfather was going to be played, but everything that played out in that day, happened in my dream. And that used to happen to me. It doesn't anymore. Very, very seldom every now and then, but it's not like it was before. So gentlemen, if this is like striking a chord, it just means that your intuition is more developed and there was a moment that shut you down. So hopefully this is the moment that's waking you up. Curtis and I have talked about a lot of things. He is such an incredible addition to my team. Woo he has completely changed my business and the face of my business. He's, he also has changed the way I think, because now that I know his capabilities, you know, I'll be doing a podcast and he and I have done this a couple of times and we'll say, oh, I know that that can be edited out. So I might be able to say something really cool and edit something else out so that the podcast is tighter, but there's more information. So there's a lot of ways that, you know, he can help change things. I've also incorporated into Team Woo into my Totally Woo program. When I do a block clearing, a 15 minute block clearing, he captures all of those. And then we can make them into block clearings to give to other people at other times. So I just From the top and the bottom and both sides of my heart, I just want to thank you for taking me on again as a client because we have a different relationship now than we had at the university and it's more of a friendship. uh, You know, I, I just feel like we can say and be whoever, you know, we need to be with each other because we've also had a long friendship and I'm very grateful for that. I wanted to promote him. And if you are struggling with some things in your business, like uploading your podcast or creating your podcast covers or images. So, Curtis, how would people get a hold of you to ask for some help with their business?
1: I love you so much, Candy. We've been friends for over nine years now. It's going to be 10 years soon. So, it's been a really long time that we've been friends and we have a great friendship. And then we have this business relationship as well. So I really appreciate that. And if people want to get a hold of me to work on any type of video editing or any graphics projects that they might need help with, you can reach out to me at my email, go to videoeditor at gmail.com. And then just send me an email. Let me know that you listen to intuitive business Podcast, and then I'd be happy to help you the best I can.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. So just say it one more time slowly. And this is going to be in the show notes as well.
1: So you can email me at gotovideoeditor at gmail.com. And then if you were interested in watching my educational earth science video series, you can just find it on YouTube, youtube youtube.com forward slash Mr. Weathers world and subscribe. It'd be great if you subscribed.
0: Oh yeah. And it's, it's quite interesting too. Like he actually makes a graphic of himself, his eyebrows move up and down his lips. Like, I don't know how he does that. And he'll send me like graphics. How do I look? Does this, you know, (laughs) are these glasses too? Okay.
1: Candy's actually helping me. Well, she helped me basically establish what the next cartoon character version of myself is going to look like. The one night I was just texting her while I was working on it, she was texting me about something or she called me about a side project, I think it was your family Christmas video. And you were messaging me about that. Then you called me and then we were on the phone just talking while I was drawing. And then I was telling you photos and you're like, okay, no, his eyes aren't right. I like this color. I was like, you know what? I agree. Let's do this color. And then we figured out basically from a rough sketch what my character would look like. And then I... Computerized him, and uh, now he's looking a lot better. I still have to work on him more. So right now, on my channel is a, it's an older version of Mr. Weather. Listening to your podcast episodes, the people that you've interviewed, I'm starting to think of how can I make Mr. Weather's world more like a business rather than just a YouTube series. So now I'm working on creating the website, hoping to launch that soon, and then possibly like a curriculum that kind of goes along with it. Since I'm going to be a teacher, I'm hoping my teaching experience and, and what I learn as I go through my student teaching year will help me make that curriculum good.
0: Oh, I think it's going to be an excellent curriculum and the kids are going to be lucky to have you. Make sure you bring your Apple like little device in so that you can show them Mr. Weather's World or have a system set up so that you can show them Cause that's, I mean, that really makes you stand out and I really love it. And by Mm -hmm. the way, now I want to, I want to be a cartoon too. Can I make an appearance as a cartoon on your?
1: Yeah, I would totally have you on my web show.
0: Can I bring the pendulum? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No,
1: you'd have a magic wand candy. Oh,
0: I'm so down with this. I'm so going to do
1: this. What, What would your character be named? (laughs) whoa would it be would it be something weather related like would we yeah what type of weather topic or or earth science topic would you be interested you could be
0: or you could do like a geology episode on uh gemstones and minerals or or the full moon and the impact of the full moon on the people and the planet too that's not really scientific but it could be a fun episode <laughs> yeah, because it does affect people in nursing homes
1: and <laughs> i mean we could do that and then you could be like luna or something <laughs>
0: luna <laughs> oh my gosh you guys are gonna have to watch the- i feel like you'd
1: be like dressed like miss frizzle <laughs> <gasps> oh yes i need to get better with my drawing and cartoon stuff and we'll definitely talk about that a different time. Yeah,
0: can we, I just need to be a little thinner. So since there's <laughs> erasers, it'll be the best diet I'm ever on. It's called race. <laughs> 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 I love you, Curtis. This has been a blast. I, I, my face is actually hurts from laughing.
1: Yeah. My face is really red and I feel
0: hot. <laughs> I need a fan. <laughs> and your cat has been with us most of the time, by the way.
1: Oh yeah. In the background in the video, but they also were hissing at each other, running around. We had banging upstairs from the construction. (laughs) It's just been a mess.
0: It was a good mess. So thank you, Curtis, for becoming part of team woo and really moving my business forward. Everybody needs somebody like a Curtis on their team. And he's such a great balance for my personality. So thank you, Curtis. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast.